What's up, Dunwoody? I'm recording this on Sunday, November 1st. We had some thunderstorms come through this Thursday and knock out all of Dunwoody's power. Pretty sure that the entire city lost power for at least a few hours. Uh, most of Dunway North was out for over two days. My house and the rest of our street had no power for about 78 total hours, carrying through Halloween and into today. It was an interesting few days in Dunwoody. To me, some of the most appealing parts of our city are that the dense trees and the older neighborhoods. However, when we do have bad storms and snow and ice, um, those trees fall down and they fall on those old power lines and it really wrecks us for a while. 4G cell service was completely overwhelmed, so even text messages and phone internet weren't working on Thursday and part of Friday. There were trees down all over, but you know who Dunwoody really turns to in times like these? The Dunwoody Police Department. They're first on the scene and always the first to alert the public of dangerous situations like downed trees. A few weeks ago, we sat down with Anwar Silla, our friendly community outreach officer from the DPD. If you don't know him already, you'd probably recognize his face from their social media post or from seeing him around town. He's a real good guy who does an excellent job of interacting with the community and keeping the citizens informed of area crime, traffic, and even crazy weather situations like the one that we just had. We talked to him about the current pandemic and how the recent civil unrest has affected his department. And we really just chat about what the police department does here and what it means to the city. He tells us about some upcoming events, one of which was the uh, Halloween drive through trunk or treat. That obviously already happened last Thursday. I had all intentions of putting this show out the morning of that event, but um, with no power or internet, that didn't happen. But the event was a great success. With the power out, it seemed like half of the city showed up at Brook Run to get Halloween started a little early. This is the second time that we've recorded at the precinct, and um, these are a couple of my favorite shows. So I hope that you enjoy it just as much. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Matt Weber. I'm a local real estate agent with EXP Realty. I started the podcast a few years back to uh, get to know the area that I serve, to talk with the people in the community that make Dunwoody a better place to live. I told my brother-in-law that I wanted to start a podcast about Dunwoody. I knew that it would be a great thing for me professionally, but personally, I was terrified thinking about putting myself out there like this. Not something that I was good at. I didn't mention it again for a while. A few months later, Justin had convinced me that we should probably do it. So there we were, two locals talking about a city that we knew very little about. Justin Dyke is my wife's brother. He is founder of PoolDews.com and a father of five who lives in the Georgetown area. At the beginning, nobody listened. It was awkward. But over time, the right people started reaching out and um, wanting to help us, and the show grew. Our tiny little podcast had become so much bigger. We're approaching 50,000 individual downloads in a city of only 50,000 people. The show has reached a level that I never thought possible, and I want to thank each and every one of you for supporting us and telling your friends about us. If you know somebody new to the area, send them this link. I love it uh, when somebody tells me that they just moved here and they've learned so much about the city from listening to us. One of the most rewarding parts of all this hard work, that and the real estate referrals, um, that's cool too. So if you know somebody looking to buy in the area, give them my name and number, 404-502-8683. Our sponsor is Dr. Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics. There's actually a nice tie-in with today's show. Um, You may have heard, or if you didn't, we mention it later on the show, that Dunwoody has two new canine officers on the force. Well, Brett reached out to the city and offered to buy one of those dogs a bulletproof vest. These are not cheap vests, but um, it's just another way that he could give back to the community without asking anything in return. And from what I understand, he's leading the fundraising efforts to raise money for a second dog to get a jacket. So you'll definitely be hearing more about this soon. Um, I don't have any more details. But let's get on to the show. Here's our podcast from Dunwoody Police Precinct. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. 
All right, we're here with Anwar Sila, and I think people know you more than they think they know you, right? There, you're you're on you're on next door, right? Yes, sir. As yes, a sir. community outreach officer. Uh huh. But you know what's weird is like, so you can't see any but any of our posts, but we can see yours, right? Yeah, on next door, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really weird because a lot of people they'll come up to me at a grocery store and say, "Did you see what that person posted on next door?" And I'm like, "Nope, didn't see <laughs> yeah. anything." Because you're like a big presence on there, but you're not yeah, actually I'm a big read, presence, able but to I, read what other people say. Right. The way that they have it set up is the departments can post things, and people can comment. So we'll see the comments, but we can't go on there and like like how Facebook is, and you can just actually look at what different posts people are saying about Dunwoody and things like that. So yeah. a lot of times we miss what's going on on next door, and people just happen to tell us about it. From I, time I to imagine time. it's like a sad scene. You open up the screen, and it's just blank. Everything <laughs> that you said. Yeah, like, like nothing like, is happening. next door is slow today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, on, you know, and then somewhere on somebody private group, they're all just, man, did you see what Officer Sela posted? And I'm yeah. like, I have no idea. <laughs> Well, I guess unless you live close enough to Dunway, then you could actually see the. You can get on as yourself, right? Like, exactly. Oh. Yeah, you'll have to you have to log in or set up a separate account as a person, right? Um, and then you can see what's going on there. But from a department page, you won't be able to see. But see ne- much on next door is pretty locked down. You have to get the postcard sent to yourself or whatever right. it is. I don't know how they do it now, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah, that postcard. Yeah, they, to verify that you live in that area. Yeah, they they do have a postcard that they have you send. You should get one sent to City Hall and then. Registered. I actually did. Oh, you did? Oh, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Right, right. <laughs> right. What are, what are you technically, the community outreach? Yes. Okay. So, um, community outreach. Uh, so anything regarding like, community events, uh, our depart, our uh, uh, staff members that we have in the community outreach, you know, we handle that. Uh, we have the Citizens Police Academy that we run. We actually have a class going on now. Uh, we I've do. I always thought you'd be perfect for that. Yeah, but I take it as a joke, so it's not. Yeah. I would be very perfect for it. I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you, if you guys have not been in the Citizens Police Academy, you need to do it. I mean, it, it's amazing. Uh, you will. I, I guarantee you, you'll love it. Everybody that has done it, they say, you know what? Let me just see what it's about. And at the end, they're like, oh my god, that's the best experience I've ever had. Yeah. Why? Are there COVID <laughs> showers or something? Well, there's. A <laughs> well, you get an opportunity to, for instance shoot on a firearm simulator oh okay simulator yeah simulator so it's really cool because you so can't actually hurt ourselves <laughs> right you can't but you can you actually get a chance to get put into a real life type of situation that an officer would get into and then you have to make the decision what you're going to do are you going to shoot that person are you going to tase them so it's called a firearm simulator but you have various options that you can you can pull out your taser you can pull out your pepper spray and you'll be surprised how many civilians have shot folks just because they put their hand in their pocket (laughs) so it's a good experience uh just for people to see how things can go from zero to ten for officers you know you're just walking out to a a call where you're just thinking maybe it's just somebody reporting uh you know a cat in a tree and then they start fighting you yeah So. I, I watched that show Body Cam. Did you did you see any of that? It was all almost all the show was just body cam footage, right? Mm-hmm. And like I think one of the most confusing things is when like a guy just pulls out a knife, right? Because then it's like, wait a minute, you know, I like, should be scared, but not real scared. Well, I mean, the, in this one episode, the officer is t- he's spending a lot of time talking this guy down. The guy it just keeps coming at him with the knife, and it's like. Bro, at a point, like, I do really have to just shoot you here. You know, like, yeah, right. I think everybody watching, it's like, shoot him. Shoot like, you know, like, well, seriously, because, yeah. I mean, it's a big knife. It's like right. a crocodile Dundee knife. 
Yeah. So those are the t- you know if you pulled out a gun, it's like obvious. Okay, you, you know. Right. Right. And knives kill. People don't. I mean, yeah. they will kill and seriously injure. Some officers have been killed by knives before. So. That's definitely a situation where an officer would have to make critical decisions really quickly. You can't wait. You can't say sit there and say, "Oh, what should I do here? Uh, let me think. Let me uh, give oh, about just five got minutes." <laughs> right? Exactly. So it's a it's a situation where officers have to think, and that's why I mentioned the firearm simulator because these are situations where people would have to think quick, just like an officer would. What would you do? And so you get some people they wait too long, and they would have they actually got shot in right. the simulator. Or they got stabbed in the simulator, like oh darn it, I'm dead. And it's like yeah, because you know that's just the way it is. Do you have like other men, like a video game, or you have like second and third player, (laughs) new life? (laughs) New life. Yeah, they have like they'll have like maybe three different students in the class. One might have a rifle. Okay. One would have a. A uh, gun, and one would have a you know pepper spray or whatever. The case uh, might we, be. we might have to do we this. We really might have. To yeah, do this. Yeah. This sounds fun. I think I think it'll be good, and, and that's just one class. Uh, then we also have a use of force class that uh, Lieutenant Furman teaches, and he talks about uh, you know the law and things like that. Things that people I think civilians really need to know about, especially you know when you're looking at the news and you're seeing all of the um, the unrest going on with police officers in the community. Uh, I think a lot of people need to learn the laws and learn what police officers are trained, how they're trained, what standards that we use as far as our use of force goes, um, what kind of accountability uh, departments are holding our officers to. So I think those are really good things, that, especially here in Dunwoody. I think every citizen should go through the Citizens Police Academy because you live here in the city and you're, the, the police, police department is part of your community. Especially uh, here. Yeah, exactly. It's a big part of Dunwoody. Right, exactly. The police department is very big, and so uh, we're going to be offering that for nonstop for years. We'll continue to offer it, so uh, we definitely encourage the citizens to be a part of it. So as community outreach, is it your job to be on Nextdoor and be on Facebook? And <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of like, you need to be on social media more. Yeah, Get absolutely. out there. <laughs> yep. and, and, that's, and this, 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 that's the way Chief is, and I, I think that that's a good standard to have these days because – uh, especially during this year, there's so many so many people online. Folks aren't really in person uh, yeah. very much. So even at the start of the pandemic, um, we held a virtual fraud seminar online just to get people to learn about coronavirus scams and things like that. And so we, uh, my job in particular, I'm the social media coordinator. So I manage the Facebook accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, all of those accounts and we we all the way our department is structured we have what's called social media contributors so we'll have officers that out there on the road that also have you know the login credentials right how many people is that I think last time uh, it was like 13 yeah, or 15 yeah, it's a, people. It's about is it a that. bunch still? Yeah, it's about, it's about that. I and thought so, that was ballsy of the chief to give that, <laughs> you know, of it, yeah. that well, many people yeah. to log in. Right, and thankfully, man, in knock on wood, there's been, it's been over 10 years and we haven't had any officers go on there and just say, you know what, I'm just going to. Uh, Screw Dunwoody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to Roswell. <laughs> Everybody's been doing every, what they're supposed to do. Uh, we have a. Uh, you know, training process for any of the contributors before they get on. Uh, they actually have to review uh, our policy because we have a social media policy. We have a playbook that have the do's and don'ts and things like that. Uh, so we hold a lot of our uh, contributors to a, you know a certain standard to make sure they're posting things and well, like they should. Let's talk about the pandemic. So uh, obviously, for a while there, there was 
fewer people going out. I mean, there still is, right? But like, mm-hmm. you know, March is your job April, easier then. Yeah, I was about to say, like, did you check off a bunch of stuff on your to like your deep on your to do list of like, well, here we go, white collar crimes, like, <laughs> you know, like. Well, yeah, definitely the pandemic has changed crime. Um, domestics certainly went up, mm. as you can imagine, uh, with with the pandemic going on. There's a lot of people staying home and. With people staying home, you also got the same folks that staying home. That's wife jobs. staying home too. <laughs> right, wives stay home. Kids aren't going to school, so they're home. They're driving dad crazy, your mom crazy, and everybody's just mad at each other. And so you get, we'll have some domestic violence uh, going on. Um, and then we'll all we we at the beginning of the pandemic we didn't have very many uh, property crimes. Uh, those are starting to come back because people are starting getting to the mall a little bit more. They're going to restaurants and things like that. So we're still encouraging people to remember to lock their cars take the you know take their keys and hide their belongings because we, people will still go breaking your cars if you go to perimeter mall if you leave your laptop bag sitting out there yeah don't uh, know how that ever happens <laughs> come on people, right right like, yeah, especially the perimeter area but not only the perimeter area but in our northern area the uh what we call the 20 beats the northern single family households up in uh 20 beats we call it the 20 the reason we call it 20 beats because we're, we're divided to different zones. So 20 beat is like zone 20. Uh, is there 20 in Dunwoody? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a zone. There's a tw- is it, we call it 20 beat. Okay. And oh, then, I need to know so all the beats. So one at the bottom? <laughs> yeah. South well, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I can't show you because I don't think people can see me. But, right, right. Uh, oh, like, they can see you. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the northern part of Dunwoody like literally from the east side to the west side uh, is 20B, which is the largest uh, zone in Dunwoody. But that's actually the less busiest zone that we have in the entire city. Because yeah. isn't it the country club area? Yeah, like exactly. Hidden Branches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Right. All it's right. all Hidden Branches. It's uh, Shamley Dunwoody going up Roberts Drive, all Dunwoody Club, all that stuff. We don't have much going on up there. So sometimes we might only throw one or two officers up there at a time just to patrol the area. Uh, and then the 30 beat is going to be the perimeter area, which is where we are here by the city hall, perimeter mall. All of 285, for the most part, is 30 beat. Uh, that's Walmart. where most of the crime happens. Yes, that's where the majority of our calls are. We have a lot of apartments in 30 beat. As you can, you know, we have all the apartments in, in um, off of Ashford Dunwoody. We have the apartments down by Georgetown. Uh, so Kroger, all of that's 30 beat. Um, and then the 40 beat is over Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. That's our Hispanic community. Uh, we, so that's about that's, you know, between our busiest and our slowest. Is that Dunwoody North too? Are they 40? Dunwoody North is 40 beat. 40 beat. Man, mm-hmm. I bet you send all the rookies to the mean streets of the 30s and 40s. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually right, man. Time when to I cut first, your teeth. <laughs> man, when I first started, they threw me right into 30 beat, man, and I was like, man, this is. These Thought folks. this was Dunwoody. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, you know, a lot of the crime that we experience, especially in 30 Beat, is not from Dunwoody residents. It's from people that come from other parts of Atlanta and, you know, they come and commit crimes in Dunwoody. Uh, but of course, we respond, uh, you know, regardless whether they live here or they don't, we respond and make sure that we keep the city safe. But, uh, yeah. How long have you been here? I've been here a little over six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, been here a little over six years. I've been in community outreach about three years now. It's pretty much everything just kind of breaking and entering and speeding tickets and little yeah. stuff. And there was that one murder the other day, mm-hmm. like a month or so ago. That yeah. was in 40 Beat. 
Right. <laughs> it was. The I'm form. learning. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, we average about one to maybe two homicides uh, annually. Uh, so that, you know, that was definitely an unfortunate situation. Yeah, that was crazy. It was, yeah, very sad. Very, you know, when I heard about it, it was um, heartbreaking to hear that. Uh, that family has to go through that, uh, yeah, especially had, the survive, the surviving family members. Yeah, the, the one kid, he mm-hmm. uh, he was friends with some guys that worked for me because wow. I'm from Brookwood. Okay. Went wow. to Brookwood High School. Rewind it. What was the story here? It was um, a girl was trying to get away from her boyfriend, and she called her mom and her brother down, and then they all got shot. Like, oh, the, the no. son didn't, but. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was a triple shooting. Uh, three, three were shot, two were killed. Um, and there was like a baby in the car. It was nasty. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. Um, but you don't see that too often in Dunwoody. No, 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 not uh, we. You know, last year we had the the teacher, someone that he was in a relationship with. Uh, so yeah, we'll average about one to two uh, annually. But yeah, we don't we don't see homicides for you know for the most part here in Dunwoody. Oh, annually? I thought you were saying monthly before. No, no, no that's no, pretty no, good. No, yeah. No, no. no. You see oh, more like armored cars opening yeah. up and stuff like that. That's yeah. more of Dunwoody style. Right, exactly. Dollar I, bills on the I tell oh. you man, last year Dunwoody hit national news a lot. You know, we, we, the armored car was one definitely that uh that just ripped open, you know, national news. People were calling about it from around the world. Uh, because that was a that was a big is story. Is that your job to, to communicate with those people with news well, organizations uh, and stuff? Well, I, I handle most media, and then Sergeant Parsons, he's over our uh, media inquiries. Okay. So he does a lot of the public information officer stuff. Um, from time to time, I'll step in and talk to the media, but he's he's primarily the lead PIO. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Officer Daly situation last year, which also hit national news. Uh, he's the one that got drugged. Yeah, right, right, right. And then he posted. I don't video. know how that guy didn't get hurt worse than he did. That yeah, was crazy. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. He uh, should have been on some late night talk shows with that. I mean, that was just a crazy. <laughs> right, could have been. Yeah, probably yeah. could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. If he um, wasn't in the hospital bed for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. He did a. He did a. Um, I don't know if you all saw the video he posted about. Hey, if you want to send some cookies yeah, and yeah. pie. Yeah. Man, I can't tell you. Got you. overwhelmed. Man, it's like you would have thought this was Little Debbie Cakes Police Department. Like Willy Wonka. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just swimming through like pastries. Right. Because, I mean, people were sending things from around the world. Like we had people send things from England, Australia, you know, all over the country. That's people cool. were calling, sending uh, messages. Uh, even just as recent as I think two weeks ago, people were still sending him stuff. Really? Uh, so yeah, is he, he got, still with y'all? Yes, he's still. He's still with, yeah, yeah, he's still. He's still. Oh, he didn't just quit. Part, <laughs> nah, nah. with all those little Debbie cakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was out. He's like, been, I'll take my pension. <laughs> yeah, we figured that when he gets back, he's gonna be probably wobbling side to side. You know, yeah. with all that. But he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I saw him not too long ago, and he's still keeping his figure. Couldn't yeah. be me. If it was me, I'd just take one cupcake, and I'm like, it's over with. <laughs> That's when you go to the fitness simulator. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not real fitness, just the yeah, simulator. Yeah, just the simulator. Right. Like, act like you're running. <laughs> well, who else is there? So Officer Tate does the like the outreach for the kids, it seems like. Yeah, he's, he's part been of at the our, preschools. Right. He's part of our crime response team, uh, and they primarily handle a lot of traffic complaints. They do some directed uh, traffic enforcement like, you know, let's say somebody calls and say, hey, uh, there's somebody running the stop sign over here at this intersection. And they are uh, they're the ones that would go and sit out there and make sure 
folks stop running the intersection, uh, stop running the stop signs. They do a lot of speed enforcement, and he is also one that does go and meet with with students at schools a lot. Uh, with the pandemic right now, we have not had. I don't think we've had any school visits. Well, of course, we had. We couldn't have any yeah. school visits, yeah. but um, we're actually trying to bring back some virtual school visits. So we'll probably pop in on Zoom from time to time to meet with some of the students. I think that's really um, like a positive thing because mm-hmm. you know all my kids while they're in preschool they knew they called them Officer Tape with a P for some reason <laughs> and I would try to correct him he's like no it's tape I'm like all right whatever but uh, you know they get to know yeah. the police department and they you know exactly you guys are kind of heroes to them and, right and we have a I don't know if you all have ever heard of the Griffin Project mm-hmm. but that's one of the community uh, outreach efforts that we have that was launched by Sergeant uh, Cheek. Uh, so we will go meet some of the special education students in some of the high schools, elementary schools, and, and middle schools. And we'll have an officer just literally sit with them for an hour at lunchtime to talk to them. We'll let them come out there to our police cars. And they just love any time we show up there. Yeah. And um, with the pandemic, of course, we haven't been able to do that. But we're going to bring that back uh, virtually as well. You do have some cool vehicles. Yeah. You think so? Touch a truck when, yeah. Yeah. Your kids oh, yeah. yeah touch a truck, too. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, we had a, a pizza with police last year. I don't know if you guys heard about that. We had a real big pizza event out here in the parking lot where we invited a whole bunch, you know, all the citizens. We had like five five hundred people show up. Really? Yeah. And so we put our SWAT vehicle out there, all of our police cars, and you know, had all the kids come in there, climb in there, and. And everybody, everybody makes the joke. Hopefully, this will be the only time you're in the back of a police car. <laughs> oh yeah, we hear that a lot. <laughs> That's the best joke. Yeah. It is every parent. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then next week, Lars, Lars will probably be in there yeah. at some point. <laughs> and then the next event, they're like, oh, I want to go to the police car again. It's like, well, you said I, I shouldn't be in there again, right? <laughs> <laughs> if mommy puts you in there, it's okay. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How about that woman that got locked in the back of her husband's police car and died? Did you hear about that? Uh-uh. Did, oh yeah, she. It was in Florida or something like it's that. Not done, Woody. No, 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 no. But she, but she was gonna. I think she was getting something out of the back of his car, like a wallet or something like that. And the doors closed, and then she was just stuck in a hot car. Oh, she ended wow. up dying. Can you believe that? Crazy. Wow, you would sad. think. You would think with a lot of effort, you could like break out a window. But I guess those are plexiglass. Yeah, windows? You, yeah. There's no. Yeah, I mean, and that's and not, not only it's regular glass, but we have bars. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, can't. So right, you can't right. break out of it, um, and then you can't unlock the door either. There's you're almost trapped in there if you yeah if you're in there without anybody getting you out. And I mean for good reason. If you're taking somebody to, to jail, you don't want there to be like a secret. Pull, yeah. pull release button they can get out because yeah. I guarantee that will be pulled more often than not every time <laughs> exactly I'm out yeah <laughs> see ya there was a I saw when we pulled in the, the canine unit is that like specially equipped where you can yeah. just leave the dog yeah. in there they'll, they'll have um, they'll probably have the engine running and they'll have like the AC that's specific that whole car is going to be outfitted Different. like for canine it's not even going to look like a regular police car once they're done with it so so if you get thrown in the back of a cop car, that's the one you want. Lots of air conditioning. <laughs> well, we have, like, even I have a police, we have AC in the back for the prisoners. Oh, okay. And they have, they have their own, I'll just put it to whatever temperature that they need. And Can they adjust it with their nose? Be like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, they can't do that. <laughs> when you're interrogating, I'm like, turn it up. <laughs> How you doing back there? Well, that's cool. What kind of uh, dog you getting, do you know? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I don't. I'm. I'm not part of the committee for the K9 program. But um, is a special officer brought in, or is no? They'll be. We'll have. Um, we'll be one of those wiener dogs. 
That'd be really cool. That would know? be funny, yeah. right? <laughs> could you train them the same way? I you wouldn't be it? scared of a wiener dog, though. Well, like a Sherlock Holmes dog. You'd be surprised Blood how many how many officers take off running when a little wiener dog could, you know, <laughs> go to check out an alarm or something. Little wiener dogs, like, oh my god, take off running. <laughs> they think they're big, <laughs> right? They're the loudest and the most aggressive. <laughs> but um, the uh, we'll have officers that we'll have to probably put in for that unit. And then whoever is selected based on their qualifications or whatever the case might be, then they'll be trained uh, to be a canine handler. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm, would it be? I would, en- I would enjoy that. Yeah, you have your buddy with you all the time. Yeah, but is that really a buddy? I mean, he, actually, that dog doesn't really have your back. Most of the time. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you want to you test that out? <laughs> Sick the wiener dog on you. Um, you guys ride around with just one person too, don't you? Or is yeah. It, yeah, it seems like. Oh, then that's 100% more buddy if you do have a dog. Yeah, yeah. When you Like the cops I see on TV always have yeah, and that, two of them rolling around. Typically, when you go to like a, a city of New York, uh, LAPD, those areas they have, they man two car, two man units. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times it's because that agency is so large and they go to so many different places that you might not have a backup unit that's very close by so it's probably best to put a, a you know two officers in a vehicle uh here in dunwoody it's it's actually more feasible for us to have one officer uh, per car and then if you need another officer just send two officers to that call because uh, i mean just imagine if you're going to you know take a report for somebody that lost their phone three weeks ago you don't need to send two officers to yeah. that because you're just that's an additional officer you can send to another call um and to keep the call volume down so this better off to just send you know put officers in each car it, it is kind of funny when you see two cop cars pulling somebody over on like the highways because you go yeah. oh they did something really bad right know? and it's just yeah they're just backing each other up sometimes right, yeah. you know or they might just be stopping by to say hey man where are you going for lunch yeah <laughs> how many calls do you guys get a day here is it like five oh, or like 30 oh or? no it's yes yeah, more than five uh, but you'll be surprised and this is why i encourage people probably not right now to do a ride along with mm-hmm. officers uh, because you'll be surprised how, especially if you do more than one ride along, uh, one day you might get to work at, you know, uh, we'll get, we might get here at 6 a.m. and there's nothing, no, not even one call probably for three or four hours. You might get a little, you know, little small things here and there. It is 6 a.m., but yeah. <laughs> well, 6 a.m. till even 2 p.m., right, you, you, right, you know, yeah. you might not get, especially like a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon. And then the next day you come, it's like nonstop. You even got calls pending and things like that because it's just everybody's just calling out on. Everybody's everybody's on their, not on their best behavior. Yeah. And there's traffic all over the place. Like last night, I don't know if you guys heard, um, there was a 19 car pileup on 285. Oh wow. Yeah. And so you know those are that's, that's that that right there would just take an officer out for hours. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. trying to do all those reports. And so it just depends on the the day. Uh, you could go from five to 30 calls you could uh, what are those days are those like the drunk days the july 4th the, like a tuesday the christmas uh, eves well, like and that's the thing man it'll be a day you not like, know oh, you know what oh it's single to my you know we we know we're gonna get a bunch of crap and so we'll put a bunch of officers out there and all right everybody get ready yeah nothing, nothing <laughs> and then it'll be a just a random sunday that's normally yeah you know what you give a few a few officers off because it's not probably not gonna be much going on and then it's you just it's like everybody's just i don't know full moon yeah or the, or the falcons blew it again Everyone's oh blue. yeah yeah that's very unfortunate uh where was the 19 car pileup 
not uh, here. 25, yeah, it's right here in Dunwoody. Oh, wow. Yeah, 25 West uh, at North Shalliford and, and North Peachtree area. It, Man, was right it, was at, it was right at Shift Change. I was about to say, uh, if it was only a little bit over, you guys are like, that's somebody else's problem, <laughs> not us. Well, Sandy Springs had one, I think, a week ago with 18 cars over 285. I think it was 285 or was it 400? But they had one just a week ago, and here we, you know, last night, we had ours. Two, four, six, 19, <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> right, right. Send one more down. <laughs> Yeah, was, was anybody seriously? I guess somebody was seriously hurt. No, no, actually, there was no serious injuries. There were complaints, uh, things like that, you know. But there was no serious serious injuries, thankfully. But yeah, with those that amount that amount of cars, we had some help with Doraville and GSP. They came and helped us out. Hero came out there, uh, helped. The little State Farm out. car came out. Yeah, the State Farm car, <laughs> the yellow State Farm car. <laughs> Who was the guy? One of your officers, like his. Car got drilled when he was oh, pulling yeah. that lady over. Was that Mijas? Oh, yes, that? Officer Mijas. Yeah, right, right. He's doing well. Yeah. Uh, but that was definitely a scary that situation. Could have been terrible. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Uh, yeah, he was just you know doing a DUI enforcement. He's he's been he's one of our newer officers. Uh, I think he was a first More officer. nimble officer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped right out of the way. Yeah, he's uh he, yeah he's pretty pretty aggressive with uh, DUI enforcement, and so he he was doing his normal DUI stuff and. Um, somebody that was suspected of drunk driving ran right to the back of his car and uh, pushed it right into him and knocked him clean out. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. That was the yeah. woman got thrown over the side or threw herself. Yeah. She yeah. might have been drunk, too. <laughs> she fell over yeah. the side. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she she was being investigated for, for uh, DUI as well while, yeah. while the other driver ran to the back of him. And um, that guy was drunk? The one that hit the officer? Yeah, he was charged with oh, DUI. Wow. Right. So it was – and that's the thing. Uh, when you get to, you know, Friday nights, Saturday nights, I think that happened on a Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we do get a lot of DUIs on the weekends. Uh, when I was on patrol, I, I did a lot of DUI enforcement. And I tell you, man, you'd be surprised how many people in Dunwoody drive through Dunwoody um, under the influence. So we do – What do you look for, swerving? Yeah, we look for swerving. We look for – one time I was just sitting at the red light at Ashford Dunwoody and Ravinia and – Car just blows right by me, right through the light. I mean, literally, he didn't even know I was there. He didn't know the light was red, and then nothing like that. So it can be very dangerous sometimes. Um, stopped him. He was just wasted. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's just something that we we have to try to stay on top of and done with it because it, it can get pretty dangerous out here for some of the citizens. Yeah. I've always felt like when uh, the cars catch up with the technology like like you guys should just be able to like hit a button and like that car just shuts down you know <laughs> right? right or at least or like almost like tractor beams it toward like off the highway to a place where you guys can safely investigate what's going on but i guess at that point no one is getting a dui anyway because the cars are probably driving Not themselves the wheel, yeah. well, i think yeah. the best button to push to avoid duis is the uber button yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> very true very you true. know there's so much so many options nowadays i know it's uh, so easy yeah but then you gotta go get your car the next morning. I mean, is it really worth it? Well, you still gotta get your car. You gotta get gotta get your car out the wrecker. That's true. Uh, very the true. next morning, it's gonna cost harder. a lot more than the, the Uber. Very true. Very true. Well, actually, have you guys run into a case where someone is is drunk, but it, they're they're in their Tesla or something? They're their self driving car, right? I mean, what what? It, it, they're it, not it, completely self driving. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. A, but it, I know, I know. It is kind of a gray area, though, and maybe not that gray yet. But like the further down we go, let's say ten years forward, right? When really the car is doing 99% of the driving, right? I, I guess when they get to that point, they're going to have to change the laws. Right. Yeah. And there'll have to be a lot of research involved and 
you know, but I don't see that getting to that point anytime soon because they somebody's got to be held accountable for right. that vehicle. And, you know, this is still a machine, even if it's self-driving. So you still need to make sure that you're able because what if one of the functions of the, the car stops working and you got to yeah, manually my, do something? On Monday I rode, <laughs> went golfing with my buddy, and he's got this thing that he hooked on, and his Prius stayed in between the lines. But then there was like a big truck coming by. So I was like, oh, grab the wheel, dude, grab the wheel. Wow. Like, I don't feel super comfortable with it yet. I've never driven one of those, but that's actually pretty, yeah, I, it was I cool. would love to. You know, we know, I guess though, I guess though, there's, the car's not going to be swerving, right? So you guys wouldn't have any sort of indicator that, oh, this person is not Well, there's, well. the swerving is only one of the indicators. Right. You have several things that you look at. I mean, a lot of times they just run right into the back of somebody. Yeah, right. well, there's that. You know, right. They'll, you know, hit a curb or whatever the case might be. Or, or they're drinking a beer. Right or you see them going that. 30 and a 55. Or they're speeding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're speeding. Speeding is a lot, is one that gets people out. Once you, you know, if you're speeding and you get pulled by the officer, the officer starts smelling alcohol, they're, you know, you're slurring speech eyes of bloodshot watery red then you know these are just some of the clues that would make an officer investigate a dui uh so there's several things that officers uh look for or that people just do you know sometimes people just stop in the middle of the uh of the road and fall asleep yeah uh, or even on the interstate we've had people like literally in the middle lane of the interstate and they're just, just passed stop. out drunk wow. in the driver's seat and then we have to figure out how to you know, wake Get them up without, you know, scaring them and making them because, you know, their foot is on the brake and the car's still in drive yeah. oh, God. and the door's locked. So now we got to get them out. Wow. <laughs> so That's when you need the tractor beam. But like, <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. What about uh, what, what about uh, the people that are stoned, you know, and you can't give them a DUI? Yeah, how can you tell a drug? Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, a drug well, test, that takes a while, right? Well, it doesn't take. Uh, no, it is. It just depends on what the officer, um, you know, during his investigation what he finds out if he if they're stoned you know out completely weight drunk they can't wake up anything like that we'll call the ambulance out first uh just to make sure that there there's not other stuff going on um you know if if we know for a fact that it's just all alcohol or if there's you know indications that it's probably all alcohol then we'll just act accordingly uh, based on that and we'll take them. We'll take them to the, to jail, and then we read what's called the implied consent form, which, and we also can get a search warrant for their blood uh, to actually determine if there's, uh, you know, a high level of alcohol that's above the legal limit in their system. Uh, so a lot of times, a search warrant would tell us exactly what it I'm is. I'm saying more like, what if someone just smokes a joint? They got red eyes, right? But like other than that, you know, they're talking normal. Maybe they're even driving normal. Maybe they didn't get pulled over for like swerving or anything. It's just Oh well, I mean, if it's fire tag or something like that, and you're like, hmm, like well, your eyes are a little bloodshot. You well, know? that's why we have what's called uh, we have a field sobriety test. Okay, okay. So that works with, dr with drugs and um, with some drugs and alcohol. So we'll actually give them a field, and we've done field sobriety tests, and they pass them. Like, all right, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, okay. We've done that. So that's uh, that's something that we, that's one of the things that we do to determine whether they're uh, impaired or not. So you good alphabet backwards, Z, Y, X, W, V, G, I can't do that. S, R. I don't know if y'all saw. Did y'all ever see that Reno 911? Keep going. Well, wait, I have seen a lot of those. Yeah, there was one that the guy was like, all right, go ahead and say your alphabet backwards. And he did the whole thing backwards. And the officer's like, man, I've never saw anybody do that before. That's actually worked. Right. Nobody really does the alphabet backwards. You have to memorize it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. We just we have a few events coming up that I think the citizens should know about. Uh, one is Christmas for Kids, 
we've done that for you know years probably since the start of the city and um we were looking for some you know we we're trying to do a creative way of getting the, our kids some gifts uh donated by citizens so if anybody knows any uh children that might need some uh Christmas toys this year because I know there might be some people that's hurting this year. Uh, reach out to us and we'll try to get. Uh, it's for Dunwoody residents, but we'll try to get uh, get some people some toys. Uh, oh, that's right. Last year you guys stationed up at the Walmart and then just uh, as people were coming out, they would put new stuff into big boxes. Is that yeah, right? I think I, I'm not sure if we did that. Or, that might have been. I'm not sure if we did that. That, that might have been. Uh, GB, uh, was it GBI? I don't know. It, Probably, yeah. We we or do some we, guy dresses as a cop that I just gave stuff to. <laughs> maybe you're talking about shop with a cop. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah but th- this one, we actually set up some barrels here in the police department, okay. and citizens can come and drop off some toys, uh, or they can, you know, let us know. We'll come pick up. We'll come pick them up. Uh, some organizations, some neighborhoods have done it before. Uh, neighborhoods have actually put together, um, you know, a little event where. Officers come and pick up toys for Christmas for kids. Oh, we can do that at the clubs. Yeah, yeah. Get everybody put their stuff to, uh, down the club and just come pick it up. Yeah. So just uh, anybody that's interested in learning more about it, they can go to our website dunwoodyga.gov, um, uh, and then the police department's page. There's a under the pro- programs and classes tab. Uh, there's information for Christmas for kids this year. That's on there. Uh, we also are going to be having our Halloween spectacular event at Brook Run Park this year. Um, not canceled, huh? Yeah, it's not canceled. Everybody's got we're, masks we're, on. We're, oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're <laughs> tweaking it a little bit, so we're not. We can't have. Unfortunately, we can't have all the kids, run, you know, walking through our cars like mm-hmm. we used to. We won't be having a lot of close oh, yeah, contact. Yeah, that's a fun event when you guys. Yeah, the food out truck. The back of the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we we can't do that. But we're we haven't finalized everything. But we're gonna once we finalize it, we'll advertise exactly how we're gonna do it. So that's something else that we have coming up uh, pretty soon. So, um, another thing I wanted to talk about uh, is, uh, you know, we have our Public Safety Cadets program, and it's for teenagers uh, 16, I'm sorry, 14 to 20, I believe. Um, And it's a good program for some of our teenagers to come out. And, you know, it's not only for people who want to be police officers, but it's a good leadership uh, training thing that we do here in in the city. Uh, they'll go through a lot of competitions with other cadet programs and things like that. And I think it's it's really good for students or for uh, teenagers to be involved with that. We actually was trying to have a teen police academy launched this year. But unfortunately, the pandemic hit right when we announced it. Literally, like the next day we announced it, they shut everything down. Yeah. So we couldn't do it this year. But that's a good program because that's almost like the Citizens Police Academy, but geared for teenagers. They get a chance to go to the jail for a tour, go to our 911 center. Um, get to sit in a, what's called like a seatbelt convincer where you like actually see what it feels like if you're not wearing your seatbelt, you know, no, uh, a lot of pain. Yeah. Well, it's Do you not- guys have a holodeck here like Star Trek that others don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, um, the state actually has a um, rollover simulator that they can see. They can actually see a dummy get put inside like a pickup truck and it just rolls around in circles. And then the dummy flies out of the car. It's like, oh, see, that's what happens when you don't put your seatbelt on. Yeah, all his arms are <laughs> detached. <laughs> wow. Right. So that that's something really cool. We're going to try to do it next year. Of course, it just depends on how this pandemic goes. But uh, that's just some of the stuff that we've we've got going on. Yeah. And part of 
the pandemic is also like defund the police and all that stuff. Have you seen a lot of, have you seen more people want to come and work for yeah. you or less or? Um, of course, across the board, we've had, uh, uh, the police departments across the nation have had a decline in, in uh, police interest. See, I would have thought it would be more almost. And that's what we want. We, yeah. you know, we want people to realize that, you know, if you feel like there's, an, there's a disconnect between the community and the police department, then come join us and help us help make the difference that you want to see out there. And so we're, um, uh, thankfully, we're fully staffed right now. Uh, yeah, Dunwoody, I think, I think you guys are pretty loved here. Yeah, oh, and that's the, and I haven't that's heard what, too much defund the police. <laughs> Definitely, and I tell Everybody you, man. Wants you. I haven't we, seen that yard sign yet. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of other yard signs. Yeah, we're definitely, uh, I, I must say, we're definitely blessed to be here in, in this city where we have such a strong, <laughs> strong. I can only imagine the deep other place. Like, you guys would drive past me like, look at this mother. <laughs> <laughs> you get called for a domestic dispute. You're like, no. I don't want to help. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. We still pull people over. They'll voice their opinions. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, we can't. Of course, this is when you, when you decide to be a police officer, you're going to realize everybody's not going to like you. Um, but like I said, you know, Dunwoody definitely has a very strong uh, support for the police department. We've had uh, I don't think we've had I feel like any time there's a major controversy on the news, we get more people to come and bring us donuts and yeah, that's <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and snacks. and pie. I mean, like especially during the start of the pandemic and the whole civil unrest and all that. There was like people that were every single day they wanted to bring a lunch meal for each shift. Um, for our police department, and it's just been great to have the, the support because it really helps, man. We, you know, when we're going through a lot, even though a lot of the stuff isn't occurring in Dunwoody, we're we're being chastised for it because we're police officers, and right. so it, it some officers really it affects them a lot and their families. You know, when they have their wives watching the news and see these things, you know, it's really uh, it affects them. So when you have the uh, community that's supporting uh, the police department and what we're doing, um, it really does help. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Good way to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate we'll it. We'll see you appreciate on next it. door. Tell us if we yeah. never help you with anything. <laughs> absolutely, Maybe absolutely. We'll do the uh, the virtual shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys could. Yeah, you guys do this. The simulator. Be, funny. It'd be scary. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Thanks oh. for having me.